Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Wednesday, everybody, and welcome in to the Graham Lick and Matt Clay podcast, episode 269. Thank you so much for joining us. As the title says in this episode, we are going to dive into some more NFL Combine. The Combine is underway. We talked about the ACC defensive prospects on Monday. There are a lot more defensive guys than there are offensive guys in terms of big-time prospects, and even just prospects in general. And I don't know what that says about the league this year. I think it just happens that way sometimes, Mac. But before we get into all that, and we're going to get an update on Mac's uh, budding XFL career, we have to tell the world about an exciting new partnership that we have. Mac, why don't you kick it off? Come on, KG. We've been really excited about this. We've kind of been hinting at it. When we get to March, there's going to be some fun announcements, some really fun news, and uh, it's finally time. We're here, March 1st, and and can proudly and uh, very excitedly tell you guys uh, we've added to the family, uh, and we're excited to welcome Ingles Markets and and just a, a grocer that it's so funny that has been a part of my life for so long. Growing up in Knoxville, Tennessee, you know that was the grocery store that we went to right down the street. When I got to college, uh, we lived off Issaquena Trail. For those Clemson people listening yeah. that know that Ingles is right there, p- provided a lot of uh, resources for us, cookout wise, eating wise, all those different things. And then even fast forwarding farther, you know, we love to go to the mountains, uh, you know, when, when we kind of vacation. It's beach or mountains, one or the other. And uh, the only grocery store in any mountain area ever is Ingalls. And they always hammer it home. So such a great partner. We are super excited. Our girl, Melissa, is going to have a ton of input with this as well. She was instrumental in this process. Cannot thank her enough for everything that she did. Uh, and just excited to, to get some cool content. Love what Ingles is doing. And Mac, I echo the same. I mean, I've been to that Ingles on Issaquina many, many, many <laughs> times. I love the Ingles salad bar. It is 100% one of my favorite things about Ingles. They have that fresh salad bar in the store. So whether you're going in there around lunchtime, you want to grab that and then also grab your groceries. They also just the quality that you get from Ingles, the USDA choice, uh, prime beef are all cut in store. They, that kind of quality you're going to get at the deli and at the bakery and all those types of things. And they have everything you could need. It's, it's very much a place where you can go in and get everything on your list. And they are in, they're in our footprint, right? They're in Georgia. They're in South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee. Uh, that's, that's where we are. And that's where a lot of our listeners are. So shout out to Ingles for joining us and for partnering with us. <laughs> We're also going to do some behind the scenes stuff, some, Uh, videos of us going in Ingles, what we shop for, what we get. And some people, I guess, might care what I get, but they really care what Mac's going to (laughs) get and what Mac's going to be throwing on the grill. That's why I mentioned the USDA choice beef, because Mac is ready to roll and ready to grill as he always is. Mac, I know you are pumped. That's right. I am pumped, KG, because again, we we have a great partner here, a provider of all things beef uh, and a lot of other great stuff, too. Like KG said, you're going to see us kind of documenting behind the scenes, really cool kind of personal videos and just go shopping with us. We'll, we'll show you there. And, and if you have one in your area, I promise you, you, you won't be disappointed and really love, you know, all the philanthropic things that Ingalls does and and big time charity events, and, and we'll be involved with some of those throughout the year too. So we are very excited about this uh, this partnership. The Graham Lincoln Mac Lane Show presented by Ingalls. You're going to be hearing that for a long time. So big shout out to those guys. 
That's right. More to come. More to come. We will be telling you about angles all the time and you will love it. I promise because they're the best. Mac, before we dive into some of these offensive prospects out of the ACC in the NFL Draft and NFL Combine, some people might have noticed that you have been jet-setting around the globe, mainly to Texas, which I love that for you. Yeah. And you have been the field analyst on quite a few XFL games so far, and you have a lot more to come. So my first question is, make sure you tell people how they can watch, when they can watch all that. Also, you met The Rock. I freaked out. I saw this. I knew you because the first thing I said to you when you said I'm doing XFL, I said, will you get to meet The Rock? And you were like, I think so. And then that picture of you guys, Loki went viral. He retweeted it. A little bit. You guys are dapping each other up. You, Mac, you're, you make The Rock look normal sized, which is kind of crazy. But I need to know more about meeting The Rock. <laughs> well, you, you know, you, you've got The Rock and then you've got the boulder right here. So, you know, what do you want to do? What do you want to do? Um, no, I, let me start with the XFL because it's uh, – Man, it's been a big honor and a privilege to to do this. You know, th- this is a league that, you know, I know you guys have have heard the stories if you see it on social media or watch some of the games about you know player number fifty four. And uh, you know, I truly think that that was me. Uh, you know, because I, I just was a guy that changed positions. You know, kind of late in my career and a position I never played before ever. And then to to expect to go you know to the NFL right away doing that is is. It's tough, and there's very few that are able to do so. I, I would have greatly benefited from a league like this, uh, you know, yeah. in the XFL to have something where I could, you know, do for for a season or a couple of seasons to learn and just continue to to get better as an offensive lineman that I just didn't have. And, and so, you know, you had to move on, and, and you know, nothing wrong with that. But you know, it's something that I think back and like, man, how different you know could things have been if this existed for me? So. I have a huge buy-in from that aspect and, and think it's something that is very necessary and really needed. Uh, the NFL for a very long time was the only professional league that doesn't have some type of farm system, that doesn't right. have some type of developmental league. I hope that this can be sustainable. I hope that, that this can be a thing. And I think it will because you know of the ownership. And we'll talk about that here in a second. But Man, it, it's been a lot of fun and seeing these players, these coaches, different rules. You know, you guys have to check it out. We're on ABC, ESPN, ESPN2, and FX. That's kind of the big Disney bundle, you know, kind of deal. All of them are on ESPN Plus if you have that. Um, and you can check it out. It, it's, you know, Saturdays and Sundays. Who would have thought, KG? Uh, you know, I'd be calling professional football games on a Sunday. Never would have <laughs> dreamed it. Um, but it, it's been a lot of fun. A great team. I'm with Matt Berry, Joey Galloway, and Tiffany Blackman. Uh, that they make it easy for me. So it, it's been a ton of fun. And, and uh, like I said, really cool league that we've needed for a while. And it's so true, Mac. I mean, a lot of people might not realize that you were like right on the cut line to go to the senior bowl and things like that when, when you had graduated. And so to have the XFL, who knows now it would have delayed your eventual path of working with me because sure. that would have happened regardless, <laughs> but <right. laughs> that would have been a very cool opportunity. And so I think it's awesome that they have you on these because you can relate so much. And I just think it's such a cool concept. I mean, America loves football. We want football 24 seven right. and there's that void. So what did you and the rock talk about? Like, let's get to the real situation here. Like, tell <laughs> me more. So uh, for those that don't know, I mean, I love this guy. Just everything he does is movies. For those that don't know, global superstar The Rock. Dwayne Dwayne Johnson. Uh, He's just, he's amazing. And and it's been super fun to kind of watch how he's become, 
you know, one of the more popular, if not the most popular person in the world. I mean, it's like 350 yeah. million Instagram followers. I mean, it's, it's just absolutely nuts. So once I knew that he was going to be a part of the league, I was like, absolutely. If I get this opportunity, it's a no brainer, you know, to, to do that. And, you know, hopefully get to meet him. You and I spoke about that for months. Um, you know, <laughs> is it going to happen? And, uh, you know, I was supposed to, I can't remember if we told you guys this or not. I was supposed to meet him in Dallas for the uh, the little training deal. The they got iced Dallas out, snowed trip. out. Yeah, the, the worst trip ever. And so he was there. I got delayed. I missed it. Couldn't see him. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. This is like worst case scenario. Me too. I was uh, very distraught. <laughs> that's right. Thank you. And then fast forward week one, you know, literally 24 hours before the game or for, before the first game, we hear, hey, the three owners are going to every single game. They're going to be there. They're going to do a little speed, this and that. And I was like, oh, my God, here it goes. This is it. It's going to happen. And, uh, you know, so long story short, uh, see him on the field, doing our thing, go over, just speak to him. And it was so funny, KG. When you meet somebody, again, like hero, like this is a, a guy yeah. I look up to, things of that nature. Um, not like mentor, but uh, just, you know, whatever. And so I'm walking over there. I'm like kind of composing myself. Like, don't don't freak out. Don't ask for a picture. Do whatever. <laughs> you just got to go. You just got to be cool. And I walk up to him and, uh, you know, shake his hand and, and, you know, say, DJ, you know, thanks so much for you know, believing in this league, being a part of it. You know, this is such an awesome thing. So much needed. And he goes into his spiel just about absolutely, you know, love it, blah, blah, blah. And uh, it was just so cool to spend, you know, 45 seconds uh, with a guy like that and, and didn't want to take too much of his time. He's doing his thing. But uh, that was really neat. It was really neat. And to me, uh, Danny Garcia, I mean, she's unbelievable. Her story, her, you know, legacy, the things that she's been able to do. And then had a brief conversation with uh, Jerry Cardinal as well, who is I mean, ultra, ultra successful businessman. So that's why I think kind of tying all those things that I just said up together with the support of, of Disney and ESPN as well. I think there's some sustainability here. I think there's yeah. something where, you know, this league can can hopefully be around for a while and, and turn into, you know, a true farm system for the NFL. That's always the key with a young league. Do they have the financial backing? doesn't matter what sport, what gender it is. Do they have the financial backing? And I think the XFL does. Mac, have you ever dapped up a bigger human? Um, in what sense of the word? Like physically large? Yes. I just, th- I mean, obviously his, his width, um, <laughs> his, but you didn't, ma- like, you did not look small next to him. Okay. So what, oh, who's no, the no, bigger no. human that you've dapped up? Well, like Jordan Cornette is obviously a big dude. Okay, um, true, true. And but you know, he the, doesn't have. I've been the around some. I've been around some freaky athletes, you know. Um, but in start in regards to like fame, no, like that's the top of the yeah. list. Like, there's nothing. I don't know where I can go from that. I mean, there, I don't know what's better right now. Maybe one day, some LeBron. LeBron would for me would be better. Probably Michael there too. But th- those would be the only two. There is nowhere else that I can go with meeting somebody. So I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. Actually, it's kind of weird. It's only down from here, Mac. I I guess so. I got got two hanging out there. We'll see if if that ever happens. And shout out to Cornette for getting a mention with the rock. They're pretty much, you know, same (laughs) level. Interesting how I did that. That's kind of crazy. (laughs) Same level of stardom. Well, okay. I just love that story. And I loved here. I want to Mac. Okay. I've already heard this because the second Mac met the rock, I was like, I need to know everything, but I think the people needed to know. So that's great. And obviously you mentioned to him, um, who I was, and obviously you you plugged the podcast yeah, as yeah, yeah. any good. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I really like. was thinking about down the road, like if we got him on the pod, how cool that would be. Oh my god! I think there's a chance. I think there's a chance. Stop we'll see it right now. 
We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Welcome to he our followed me on meeting. Twitter. Breaking news. I don't know if I told you that. He followed me on Twitter. Pretty big deal. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. There's a direct line of communication now. <laughs> that is huge. Okay, stay tuned, y'all. The Rock, coming soon. <laughs> coming soon to our podcast. Okay, Mac, what we are doing this podcast on are the ACC's offensive prospects. Now, again, we did defense on Monday. There's a lot of defensive dudes. There could be five guys in the first round from the ACC on the defensive side. On the offensive side, it's a little slimmer, Eric Macklin, but that's okay. <laughs> we still have some big prospects to discuss. And when I say slimmer, I also mean smaller. Uh, the, two, the two main guys in this draft here for the ACC are two wide receivers, Zay Flowers and Josh Downs. Interestingly enough, they're about the same size, even though, mm-hmm. and we'll start with Zay Flowers. We just saw a post on Twitter today about how he's put on like 13 pounds of muscle or something. He's up to 183 pounds, which is big for him and his size because the question mark with both those guys is size. We have seen Zay Flowers late first round, mm-hmm. even as high as 14th in some mock drafts. We'll see. Also, second round, I think Draft Network has a second round grade for him. You and I both love Zay Flowers. I, I think yeah. if you are an ACC fan, obviously if you're a Boston College fan, Zay Flowers is one of those guys you just enjoyed watching. Even if he was torching your team, mm-hmm. you're saying, wow, this, this, he's, he was must-watch TV at all times. Everyone knew where the ball was going. His quarterback was getting mauled most of the time because their O-line struggled yeah. so much this year. <laughs> and Zay Flowers still willed them to every win that they had and never opted out. None of that nonsense. You're never going to get that from Zay Flowers. So just from a combine perspective, Mac, we know his speed is one of his greatest attributes. I think the 40 mm-hmm. is going to be really important. But the fact that he put on this weight, as yeah. long as it doesn't slow him down a little bit, which I, I don't think it will, I, that's a good sign for Zay. What, what do you think he can gain this week? Yeah, I, I think exactly what you said there, that that 40 time is going to be the biggest thing. I mean, I, I think that's what can take him – you know, too closer to that 14th pick because all the film is there. Everything you want to see, the catch radius, the the 50-50 balls, going over guys, you know, possession receiver, but also get it to them, you know, at two, three yards, he can take it to the house at any point. So you, you see all those things on film and then it's like, okay, well, the combine results marry up to what we see. You know, is he going to run, you know, a sub 4-4? Four, four? You know, if he does that, Shut it down. I mean, he's going to be one of the first receivers taken, uh, you know, very early. And so I think that is, is obviously a big key, just showing his explosiveness, you know, with, with other drills. And, you know, one thing, just don't have any drops. Like if you can go through the day, perfect, man, you're in, you're in a really good spot. Because, you know, I think there were some flashes of that where, you know, you might want to see a little bit more consistency. But, you know, the biggest knock that – I've read or the most consistent, I wouldn't say it's the biggest because I don't know how true it is, is, you know, they were, they were questioning maybe the physicality playing at the pro level. And I just, yeah. I yeah. don't see that. I mean, he's a guy that I, I see him running through traffic. I see him getting off routes, you know, making the things happen. And uh, I, I think he's a solid pick as solid as it comes. Got his degree from BC, obviously a very loyal guy, as you mentioned, and a heck of a player, you know, no, no matter what, no matter who knows it, that he's getting the football, you can't right. stop it. And if you try to, he's going to make you look silly. So he's a guy that I, I think the biggest thing for him is going to be that 40 time. Yeah. And that's really the name of the game for wide receivers in many respects, especially a smaller guy yeah. like Zay Flowers. So I'm excited to see where he ends up. I think he can, depending, I don't even know if Zay Flowers is a depending on the system guy. I, I think he's a slot guy that can too. thrive wherever he ends up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we've heard from Jeff Halfley. We've heard from so many different people about, what a great 
overall leader and teammate and all that stuff is, and that's going to come through. Yeah. And then you've got the speed that you have if you're a Zay Flowers. So I'm excited to see, and I really hope he ends up in the first round because I think that's where he deserves to be. Another guy, very similar stature. I have not seen on Twitter that Josh Downs has put on 13 pounds of muscle, <laughs> but he may have. I don't know. Twitter's not the whole world. It's very possible. But the latest listing I could see for him was 5'10", 171. So similar to what Zay Flowers was listed at before this mm -hmm. miraculous muscle game. <laughs> and of, I didn't mean it like that. Ooh, I shouldn't insinuate that, Mac. I shouldn't insinuate that. That's not what I'm saying. Josh Downs, of course, from North Carolina. We've seen him get into that first round. Seen him in the second round. Has a second round grade. And I think with Josh Downs, Mac, and correct me if you see it differently. Again, these guys are very similar in size. To me, Zay Flowers has at least the perception of being a little more physical mm -hmm. for his size than Josh Downs. Yep. But Josh Downs, I think I saw a stat where he 72% of contested catches he caught. Like that's yeah. that's unbelievable. His playmaking ability is just off the charts. He he's just I mean, really, both these guys, as you said, I mean, they're so similar in the things they they can do. You know, get the ball short. They can take it the distance, the yard after catch. The, the ability to make guys miss in a phone booth is just so apparent. And I think for Josh, you know, the, the biggest thing for him this weekend is going to be these interviews, you know, sitting down with yeah. people. Are they going to pull up some body language, which at times was maybe a little bit questionable if things weren't quite going, you know, their way or North Carolina's way? Is Can he, you know, prove that wrong? Can he answer for any of that? Whatever it is, uh, I think that's going to be maybe the most important thing because – Again, at, at this level, at this level of investment, the higher you get drafted, the higher you get. They're going to scrutinize everything. I mean, they're going to find any reason not to draft you. And even worse, I, I hate this, but th this is a very true thing. They'll put stuff out there so other people don't draft you so they can get you for less later in the draft. So it is a fascinating process that, man, you got to have answers. you got to be able to defend whatever and get through the process. And I think Josh will do that. You know, a lot of the different mocks that I've seen him really from that 23 to 30. So if he can sneak into that first round, man, how great would that be for him? I certainly think it's warranted the type of player he is. And in today's NFL, we, we, we've seen – you know, the smaller guys have a lot of success. They're getting off the, you know, releases. They're getting by people. And again, just the yard, get the ball out quick. What can you do with it once you have it? All about matchups. I think both of those guys find their way in the first round. All about matchups, all about speed. Speed is the name of the game as well for these wide receivers in the NFL these days. So I think both those guys, you're going to have to watch late in the night, round one, yep. to see if they end up getting taken. And then if not, probably quickly in day two. Mac, we mentioned that this offensive side is a, is a little slim. Um, the other guys, so right now, the ACC doesn't really have any other offensive guys projected day two, second and third round, besides like Josh and Zay, see where they go. Mm -hmm. So here's my question to you. Besides Josh Downs and Zay Flowers, who are going to go early, of these other offensive prospects, who goes next, Mac? And I'm going to give you these options. Davis Allen, tied in out yep. of Clemson. Joseph Ngata, wide receiver out of Clemson. Malik Cunningham, Louisville quarterback. Tyon Evans, running back from Louisville. Will Mallory, Miami tight end. Jordan McFadden, Clemson offensive line. Which guy hmm. is the next guy off the board for GM Eric McLean? You know what? It's actually a guy you didn't mention. And no. I might have put this too small in the font, and that's on me. But it's <laughs> going to be Matthew Bergeron. 
you know, the, the, oh, the offensive Bergeron, lineman of course, from of Syracuse. That's on me. Yes. That's on me. I, I think true. he's going to go. I think that uh, KG, he might have a shot of sneaking in the first round, too, because people are love with his athleticism. They love his ability to get out in space. And I think his ability to play multiple positions is really attractive. Had a really good senior bowl. You know, Jim Nagy was was very excited about what he saw from him. He posted this picture, I think, from the game, not from practice. And he said, you're looking at five starting offensive linemen in the NFL. That's right. Next year, that. not years to come, like right now. And uh, Matthew was the left tackle there. So I- I'm excited to see him. You know, his physicality is is very nice at the point of attack. His length is something that that people are going to really like. But to me, it's it really is that versatility. It's the fact that he can play tackle. He can play guard. That That's what you need. You know, availability is number one need. The next need is is what can you do? Can you do more? You know, for our team, I think people are going to fall in love with that. And then I think you know he's a guy that that right now looks like it's pretty much set that he's going to be a round two guy. Will be fascinating to see if he just dominates the combine, puts up a really good pro day. Does he somehow sneak into that first round? Mac, I forgot an offensive lineman. It's a tragedy. Par for the course, KG, for everybody, not just you. XFL games, I'm dealing with Joey Galloway talking junk. I'm about to climb up to the booth and (laughs) dump him on his head. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Step on him. Uh, You're exactly right, Mac. Bergeron has been ranked very highly. Of course, Jim Nagy had a lot to say about him, so you can go listen to that episode too. And he's a guy to keep an eye on out of Syracuse. It's a very good point, so we don't want to forget Matthew Bergeron. In addition to Matthew Bergeron, right, now your after question. Bergeron, <laughs> after Bergeron, who's going next? You know, I think I think it's still a guy off off your list. I, I think it's what? probably going to be Izzy. I think Izzy Abanacanda is going to go pretty early. Ooh, I think that he is going to show some real speed at the Combine. Obviously, his production has been nuts. He can do it in an outside zone scheme, an inside zone scheme, power, whatever you want to run. He's just a dog. He's just a running back. I mean, he he can do it all, and he shows that versatility catching the football. Um, if you guys remember the things that he was able to do out of the backfield as a receiver. Oh, yeah. Again, the versatility piece, it, it's so important. So I, I think what will really impact him is that 40, but then also the drills afterwards on the field where he's showing his catching ability. He's showing his change of direction, the quickness. And he's he's a not a huge guy, but he's rocked up. And, uh, you know, a hard guy to tackle. So I think that that those, you know, kind of on-field drills, uh, along with a nice 40 time, I think that could set him up very nicely. I think fourth round is is maybe the thing there. But, you know, again, who knows? If a couple of guys go earlier, that kind of moves up the entire position. You know, does he does he sneak up around earlier? Could he end up day two? I think that's yeah. that'll be the question with him and the question with a lot of these other guys towards the bottom. And Abana Kanda, you can't argue with his production, my goodness. Right. And he showed a lot of that. I know he was injured in, in that um, early, I think, the West Virginia game. But then coming back from that, he showed some durability there because there were times where Pitt gave him the ball like 30 times. I mean, he, it, he became the And you the knew offense. what was coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you knew what was coming. I, I know we've got some Clemson fans listening here. Talk to me about Davis Allen and Joseph Ngata. And Ngata is so interesting to me. Davis Allen, I very much get the appeal – he can do both. He's a guy that's going to be able to block. Right. Um, he's not just a a pass catching tight end, and he comes from Clemson that helps him. Ingata is such a fascinating prospect. Came mm-hmm. in five star, you know, all all the accolades. Got hurt every season, basically. Yeah. Showed some flashes. 
if he's healthy and can go to the right. combine, I think he's going to impress. But you, you've got to have durability questions with him. Yeah, and, and I think I'll touch on all three. I'll, t- I'll talk about Jordan McFadden here too, kind of the three Clemson guys on the offensive side of the ball. With you know Davis, I, I think that – Man, he's just been so impressive. Steady Eddie his whole career, flashes of brilliance athletically. I mean, jumping over guys, hurtling guys, juking them out. I mean, it's it's weird. Again, as you do this research and you kind of see these like scouts or whatever for, for these different publications and they're kind of knocks on guys, I keep seeing, you know, not the most athletic. And I'm like, I mean, he's pretty decently athletic for 6'6", six, six, 255. Where would that come from, Mac? I don't I mean, know. What? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he looks good to me. He looks like a really good tight end. That, as you mentioned again, <laughs> put his hand in the dirt. He's going to block. He's a very good blocker. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think multiple Clemson coaches have said the best blocking tight end that they've had, mm-hmm. kind of in the Dabo Sweeney era. There, he he's got a real good chance, you know, to be early on day three and and to be a, a guy that has a very nice NFL career. He's a smart player. Uh, will be interesting to see again. How does he test? You know, d- does he run a you know sub four seven? You know, four six. Uh, can can he impress there? I think his jumping ability is going to be nice. We've seen some really nice high point you know catches going up and making again jumping over guys. So I think you're going to see that explosion match up with the testing. And God, I have no idea what to expect. I really don't. I, I don't know. Well, that's kind of his whole career in a nutshell. It is. It is. And I think that his better days are ahead of him, which is great. You know, I think that there's still room to grow and to get better. You mentioned the health. You know, that was one of his biggest goals this last season. He was able to do it. He was able to finally stay healthy an entire season. I really thought there was a shot that he comes back just to be with Cade Klubnick for a full season, to be with a quarterback that, man, he can get you the ball in in a catchable way and just make you look so much better. We'll see what he can do. Um, you know, I think the forty will be very important. He's a big guy. He's a big, big dude. Um, you know, he's going to have to run a, a nice time, or you know, you're just going to slide. That's just the nature of the beast there. And you know, then you look at Jordan McFadden, a guy who a little bit undersized for a tackle. Uh, I think he slides in, you know, to the guard position from day one. Um, really thought Clemson may even try to do that this year. They didn't. You know, he he was he was a, an all American caliber guy at left tackle for a majority of the season. Played through some injuries that you know I think a lot of people kind of you know kind of overshadowed what he's done because he's been such a great player for Clemson for so long. Uh, I think he's going to test really well. You know, he he got the number one rating. This kind of you know NFL uh, next gen things that they're doing where they're kind of anticipating what guys are doing. He got the number one rating for the guard. You know, in that type of score. So. Can he kind of add that up and and really be that guy uh, that, again, the versatility piece, if he has to play tackle, you know, can he do it? Has he practiced snapping at all? Does he move inside to center? Uh, Will certainly be something interesting and and that people need to watch. Mm -hmm, For sure. I I think those three are going to be very interesting to see who ends up. Of those three Clemson guys, would you say Davis Allen probably gets picked first? Yeah, I I think he is is the – kind of lock there offensively, you know, for Clemson and, and being yeah, the highest draft pick draft pick there. Yeah, we talked about all the defensive guys Monday. Those guys are going way, <laughs> They'll way, be gone. way they earlier. Gone. <laughs> they gone. Malik Cunningham is another guy. And I remember when Greg McElroy came on with us last summer yep. and he correctly predicted UNC would win the Coastal. He also said that Malik Cunningham should be in the Heisman discussion. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, that didn't really play out. He got it hurt. I mean, injuries were there. 
So you have the durability piece as well with Malik Cunningham. But the issue with Malik, and I think right now I've seen a lot of undrafted free agent. We'll see if he gets drafted. That'll be interesting. Mm -hmm. But just proving he can sit in the pocket and throw it, right? Yeah. Because his his knack, his bent is to get out and run. We talked with Scott Satterfield about that last year. Mm -hmm. And he may end up being one of those guys that was a dynamic collegiate quarterback, but just can't translate to the NFL necessarily. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to be very interested just to see that because I think he's going to blow people away with his numbers. You know, at the combine, his speed. I mean, he easily could be a four-three guy. You know, in that forty, he's just so explosive and electric when he gets out in space. And then I'm interested to see two KG just in a different system with better receivers. Like Louisville has True. been struggling to have consistency at that position. If you remember, you know, two three years ago when he had Tutu Atwell and Fitzpatrick. Uh, man, he was balling. I mean, he was killing guys and, and just couldn't quite get that consistency after they left. And, and as you said, this past season really, you know, just dealt with some some silly injuries, you know, to the, like random. Like he, he would just like hurt hand, his wrist, yeah, hurt wrist, his hand, hurt yeah. his ankle. Um, and just like these petty things that add up and you just can't do your job because you're a quarterback. You need that right hand. And uh, man, it just it really hurt him. Uh, so I think that it will be interesting to see if he gets a shot, you know, what can he do? Because I think he's an absolute weapon. I mean, you, you look at his ability for even just packages, if we don't think that he can take the next step as a full-time guy, as, as a starter, you got to get him on the field and, and just figure things out. Because at the end of the day, we're about scoring points. I think the NFL is moving more and more to this creativity where – Shoot, we're, we'll find we'll find a spot for you. We'll find something that yeah. you can do. Um, and I think he certainly can be that guy. When I look at passing, consistency was kind of a deal for him, uh, kind of a problem. You know, throughout college, as we kind of mentioned, the short to intermediate was what was so weird. You know, that you would mm-hmm. think that you'd have more sure. success there. Uh, but he, he's just got to lock in and, and really get that going. And I'm sure he has with, you know, different training and locking in. But, again, the, the biggest thing I'm interested in, once he does get that opportunity – are the guys better than what he was dealing with at Louisville that make more consistent plays a la he gets a a real chance here. And what I find with Malik Cunningham too, I was just thinking about this. If he gets drafted, he will be the only ACC quarterback taken this year. Crazy. But a crazy, but, and we talked about how this was the league of quarterbacks. The reason why is you've got a lot of young superstars who aren't eligible yet. Drake may comes to mind, but also you had a lot of quarterbacks choose to stay in college mm-hmm. because of that NIL money and the ability to, you know, make some money while you're there. Sam Hartman very well could have gone to the league. He chose to go to Notre Dame. You've got Devin Leary, Brennan Armstrong, mm-hmm. uh, Tyler Van Dyke didn't have the season he wanted. So he came back. So it's not, you have the quarterbacks in the league, right? <laughs> it's just a lot of them are choosing to stay, which is yeah. very interesting. It, it'll be it'll be interesting to see, and that, that's a great point because I, I just remember thinking at the beginning of the season, man, we're, we're going to have some nice QBs get a shot here, and they all literally decided to stay. And uh, yeah. it, it's a, it's a crazy thing when you look at it, just just how things pan out. And you're know, looking at a couple of these other guys. I think Sean Tucker has a real opportunity. He's getting to show that track speed. Excited to see him get out and run. A couple offensive linemen, Carter Warren from Pitt, uh, is big. We just need to see that durability piece. Uh, Asim Richards, I think, has a chance to go in the fourth round from UNC, offensive lineman there. He's a nasty player. He gets after people, really, you know, does the job and, you know, finishes well. Um, A.T. Perry and Wicks, you know, I think are two guys Mm. that their 40 times going to be really important. 
Uh, A.T. Perry, obviously a big basketball player type guy. If he can run in the the four fives, man, he's got a real shot to to be freaky. Um, I, I think that that people will salivate over the things that he can do, the ball skills that he has. Um, and then probably lastly, Will Mallory, I think has a real shot yeah. too. You know, just a solid tight end coming from tight end U of Miami, the great players that they produce, especially recently. Uh, I could see him jumping into the fifth round, but have to run well. It's all about that. Those numbers, when you're on the edge, you're a tweener guy, man, you need everything that you possibly can to, to help you solidify, you know, that status there. That's right. And maybe, you know, we were ragging on the offense a little bit. They just don't have the high level prospects at the top. Sure. That the defense does this year from the ACC, but there are, there's a lot of depth there in the middle. And if guys impress at the combine, we could see some of them jump up. So a lot of names we have to keep an eye on, Mac. There's no doubt about it. That's right. And I think what also is interesting just for for people as, you know, your team and your, your maybe your NFL team and you're looking at some of these guys, the, the draft is won on day three. Like that's where mm-hmm. you go and get these guys, you develop them. Um, there are very few teams that are just loaded with, you know, first round talent that, that actually go and perform and win. Um, you know, you, you look at how guys can be drafted, how they can get, you know, their chance. I, I look at the Chiefs, a great example. I mean, they're starting running back, seventh round pick out of Rutgers. Like, yeah. come on. That, that guy there going into camp, they probably thought was no shot, but he just took it most of his opportunity uh, and is a Super Bowl champion. So this is going to be fun, KG. I cannot wait to see these guys. We're going to have a massive interview uh, coming out next Monday. KJ Henry is going to join us uh, and talk about his experience. Can't wait to catch up with him. One of our all-time favorites, and we'll have a lot of fun stuff there. But that's it from this episode. A great one. Uh, Gramlick and MacLean presented by our friends over at Ingles. Excited to say that time and time again. And again, appreciate their belief in us uh, and, and the confidence to keep this thing rolling. So if you guys could go over to YouTube, if you're not here already, mash that subscribe button, follow us. It's been so fun to see the growth over there. We're going to have some really cool video elements you guys can't miss it. You're going to want to check those out. Also, the OGs go over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. It's so fun to hear from you guys over there. But until next time, we'll see y'all.